first we're gonna start with the bashing that Juventus <laughs> took four zero against Chelsea. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I think it, you know how long I've watched Italian football. Twenty plus years. I don't even know yeah. the number. I've watched Juventus a billion times. I've seen them play badly. I've seen them play great. I've seen them win trophy after trophy after trophy. I've seen them cheat and get demoted to Serie B. I've seen them come up and be <laughs> dominant. I've seen them go unbeaten. I've seen them. I've seen them get crushed. Okay, so so just really be precise when I'm saying this. This is the worst game I have ever seen them play in 22, 23, 24, whatever years of watching Juventus. I've watched. Probably, I don't even know. I've watched over, I've watched hundreds of games of Juventus. I've again, I haven't watched every single game since that time, but I've I'm watching essentially for the last 10 years. I've watched pretty much every game they've played, and there have been some high moments, there's been some bad ones. Um, this is the worst they have ever played in my life, and uh, you know, I I, I, as I sympathize with Juventus fans, I thought of Joseph. And I, I mostly thought of Francesco, who uh, Francesco, who uh, we did the Couch of Tears last year, uh, couldn't do it for for uh, some reasons, um, but we'll be doing it next year. I I would have loved to see his reaction to as the goal just continued to fly in and fly in and fly in, because uh, I know he went on some crazy rant on on Six Side Couch. So I'm gonna have to definitely check that out um, when when their episode drops, but. But yeah, they were t- they were awful. They're terrible. Um, they had one chance, I think, in, in the first half with uh, with Morata um, getting clearing it out of the air, but then it was cleared off the line. Um, Chelsea crushed them four 0 They scored four, and I know the fourth goal was in like ninety third minute. They outclassed them. They they dominated them. They were the better team. It wasn't even close. They could have made this, you know much worse than it was. Um, a lot of Chelsea fans now think they're going to just win the Champions League. So I think uh, as far as Chelsea, ch- just chill out, bro, because Bayern still exists. So there are other teams that still exist. And, again, until someone can knock off Bayern with a healthy Robert Lewandowski, they're the favorites because the last time they had a healthy Robert Lewandowski, they won the Champions League against a very good PSG side. But, but so Chelsea, I think fans, I think need to relax a little about we're not going to win the Champions League and stuff like that. But, but they were they were fantastic. They just uh, they crushed uh, who they who they play this weekend. They beat Leicester easily this weekend, um, and then this game they, they they were even better. They absolutely just did they did what they were supposed to do. But they humiliated them. They remember Juventus beat them in the first the first time they played, um, and they just they ripped them apart uh, with a lot of with a lot of academy brought us a lot of homegrown Chelsea players, which was really beautiful. Tuchel just punked Allegri. You know the difference between Tuchel and Allegri? Allegri Tuchel actually he not only did he watch football, he's coached football for the last two years. Allegri literally ignored the sport for two years and came back into this team. And, and there was this was supposed to be some some visionary idea. They got they got absolutely slapped up, and they deserve what they got. This was the worst I've ever seen Juventus play from defensively, from the midfield, from the attack. It was all horrific. Um, and you look at some of the. The other things that kind of kind of go into these types of situations, and it's just something 
again, I, I, there's nothing you can say to, ch- to change anything. And remember, Lukaku wasn't playing. They beat them 4-0 without Lukaku. I know Lukaku's had some rough spots at times this season, but he's also scored um, scored not regularly, but, but when he was playing, he was scoring. So they did this without their number one striker. Uh, Juve were awful. I, I just don't know what else to say. This is the worst I've ever seen them play ever. My whole life. That's 20, that, I mean, 20, that's 20 years of football. This is the worst I've ever seen them play, and it was it, not even close. They were absolutely humiliated by Chelsea. Chelsea are Champions League winners, and I, we get that. But, but you, don't, you, don't, you don't lose like that. And there, there are teams that don't – that you have to figure a lot of things out, but there are teams that get slapped up. Um, but it's not the fact that they lost. It's how they lost. That's what makes everything so much worse. Um, so it, it was just a disaster from start to finish, and they, got, they just got – they got messed up. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, obviously I was working yesterday, um, so I'm like looking at the score. I was checking scores because obviously I know I'm going to record later on, so I'm like, okay, let me check the Champions League score, see if I missed anything. And I checked the score, and I'm like, bruh, what the hell happened? I mean, I'm like, is this right? I'm like, okay, scrolling out a couple different sites, I'm like, Juventus got knocked up. I mean, it was just that bad from start to finish for them. I mean, Chelsea, without Lukaku, nonetheless, destroyed Juventus. I mean, that just shows how certain teams, even without their best players, can work and get the job done. And hello, kitty. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, oh. I love pets anyway, so. But it's like, yeah, Chelsea just gave them the business. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, with uh, Francesco, I'm, like, sitting here thinking, I bet Juventus fans are throwing around a bunch of Nutella sandwiches now. (laughs) Because that is, I mean, I feel bad for Joseph most of all, and Nico, because they weren't expecting to get thrashed that bad. Yeah, the funny thing about that is Joseph is a very calm person. He's seen, obviously, Juventus lose and stuff, and obviously he's a Juventus fan. He's not happy about it, but he's very calm. So I'm actually really curious of how he is, how that uh, was sort of went down when the goals were going in because we know from from the work that um, um, Francesco does at Six Side Calcio, he's always going on rants that you would need, you'll need to bleep out every other word. This is, this is, he's so passionate, but he gets so worked up and so angry. And even, um, even Fernando can get worked up when Lazio are losing and stuff like that. But, but Joseph is such a calm person that I'm actually, actually, I would love to see footage of his, him reacting to as the goals are going in and in and in, just because his, his temperament is such, it's so calm. That you you would expect uh, Francesco to to just go go ape shit, but for someone who's not like that, I'm just curious of how that all went down. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> yeah, I would have to. I would pay to have seen his reactions at that point because that would have been a riot. But yeah, I mean, just overall bad look for Juventus and overall well done for Chelsea destroying you and getting those points. So up next we have 
Uh, Adelanta drawing three three against my Swiss boys, young boys. <laughs> um, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that game was fucking crazy. I thought Alonta was gonna handle it easier. Um, luckily for Alonta, um, they're still in good shape to qualify for the round of sixteen. Um, but they're kind of in the same boat with Inter. They're, it's going to be a tough result if, if they have to hold it. Um, they have one really important game left, which is why I, I wish they got all three points. Um, obviously, it starts well. Um, Zabata scoring in the ninth minute. And, oh, this goal was just mm, – it was perfect. Off the chest, um, hits it with, with, his, with his left foot, away from goal, and just, just bangs it. And um, that guy is just an animal. Um, again, um, he's just he's just playing so well right now. And again, numbers are numbers, and that's not why he's the best player in the league right now. But he does have, I think, ten goals and six assists this season. So if you're into numbers, that's that's a pretty good return for one of the best. You know, right now one of the best strikers in the world, and everything's everything's right there for them. And then young boys get back into it. I'm like, okay. Um, but then, then, then um, Alonso score again. It's two one now. And then things started falling down. Then it became two two. Then it became three two. And then Luis Muriel coming off the bench, free kick in the 86th minute. Amazing free kick to 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 get a goal back um, and and settle for the point. Um, Considering how a lot to start the game, you never want to go into a game when you're two one up and have to, you have to ask your super sub off the bench to rescue you. Um, and again, Zabato was amazing in this game. Alonso played very well attacking wise, but defensively they they just got to be better. It's not just making mistakes in the back; it's the passing efficiency. It's the 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 just being in those situations and they 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 great. On uh, on the weekend against Spezia, they did concede two though, and then they concede three against Young Boys and almost nearly lost. So there, there's a little bit of concern coming into this um, against Villarreal. Villarreal is their last game. It's not going to be easy because that they're also trying to fight and get into those get into the knockout rounds. Um, again, um, I, I really hope they go through. I think if they make the Europa League, they'll win it, but. It, they really need to find a way to kind of break through and, and fix their defensive issues because as good as they was and attacking wise, this is what they do. But defensively, young boys are a good team. They're not a team you should be letting three goals in against. And even if you're in in Swiss Switzerland during this game, Alanta just they can't uh, they can't allow the game to get snatched from them when they're two one up. When they're two one up, that should have been it. I'm not saying they should have won four one, but they should have held on to the lead at least to, to to a certain point. Yeah, definitely. But this match overall was dramatic from start to finish. I mean, I mean, I like Atalanta, but good job to young boys getting a point out of this match, especially against a um Atalanta team that has really been fighting tooth and nail throughout this whole competition, along with. Um, in the league, it's the domestic league as well, but obviously just overall great match. I mean, from start to finish, it was just like everybody was on pins and needles wondering what the result was going to be. Obviously, Muriel comes off the bench to salvage a point, but 
I mean, just very well done for both teams to get something out of this. Obviously, it's going to be just like an Inter Milan situation. Um, but Villarreal won't be easy either, as they're also fighting for position two. Um, but I'm excited to see how the conclusion ends with all these teams in the group stages. And I'm excited to see, like, the draw coming up. At a few, I think it's after December is the first knockout stage of the season. But No, that, sorry. Uh, so that's when the draw is. The draw is in December. I think it's after the Ballon d'Or ceremony. A few, uh, I think it's the beginning of December. The matches that will take place, though, will be in February. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll know um, very soon who – I mean, after one more match day and then after the Ballon d'Or stuff – the, the, I think that's when the draw is, and then we'll be able to figure out um, who's playing who. So you can you can stress over it or or smile over who that will be for each of the teams that are going to be in the round of sixteen. Um, in that group, Man United only went through. Um, so I think it's it's open season for everyone. But if Atlanta does beat Villarreal, then they'll make second. Otherwise, they'll get there. I, I think I think a lot. I think basically Atlanta are on. I don't think they can finish bottom but they can finish second or third in, in that group uh, per se. Um, but there's a lot of things. Again, there's still a lot of work to be done. And I really hope it doesn't come down to those two Ronaldo goals at the end of the main United games, because if, if they could have won one of those games, it would have been huge, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Man United after the whole Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thing. But we'll- remember, remember when Ryan was, was going to make me apologize? <laughs> To him because of what I said previously, it yeah. looks like we're doing that. <laughs> well, as they say, as they say in uh, the movies, the sound of music. So long, farewell, a while, Peter saying, "No, you cannot have some freaking champagne." <laughs> but yeah, that was funny. The whole thing was funny. But up next, we have Milan winning one zero against against Atletico. Man, I can barely talk again. Holy shit. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not going to say much. They scored. Good for them. They beat Atletico. Atletico are in third or fourth now. Milan is in third. They can still make the Europa League. They can still even make second, but it, uh, actually, I don't know if they can make second. Um, it depends on how many points Porto have. Um, so m- maybe there's actually a way where they could, they could still qualify, but I don't think so. I think um, in the end, probably... I don't know. I still think Atletico or Porto will make it through, and, and uh, Milan will end up um, bottom. But there's there's at least a chance chance there. Um, yeah. So at least at least they got something now. That's I think those are the. I think they have three points. I don't know if they. I think they hadn't got a point yet. Maybe they had got one. No, they have one point. So they have four points total. Um, again, we'll we'll have to. They just have to hope and pray that that. It happens. It depends on the match. Oh, God, no, this done. Never mind. I forgot who they play. They play Liverpool next. Go home. Sorry. Sorry, Milan. It's not happening. You're going to finish. Uh, either, it depends on who wins the Porto game, but I just realized they play. They have to play Liverpool next. So, yeah, they're, gonna, they're not going to beat them. I don't care if it's, in, if it's in Milan. I don't care if it's in Liverpool. I don't care if it's in my backyard. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Milan. Milan isn't going to beat Liverpool. I don't. It, it just. It, I. I thought about. Okay, maybe they could do. No, it doesn't matter now. You can. You can play in my backyard. You can. You can play in Texas. You can play in. 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 You know. An, Uncle an Village. 
<laughs> open space and Rio de Janeiro, it does not matter. Uh, even though Liverpool already qualified, if they're not going, they're not going to beat Liverpool. It's not happening. Um, and I think, I think that might be at Anfield. So that's definitely not going to happen. I can, I'm not 100 sure about that, but I don't see a way they're going to beat fucking Liverpool. But but they maybe, depending on other results, could still make the Europa League. But it's unclear what they would want in that situation. You want to at least make in Europe, but they also want to win the league. So we'll see how that all unfolds. But uh, for a moment, I thought there was a chance for them to qualify, but then I just realized who they played. So that that, that idea is dead now. As they said, and, like those memes, and they had a hope, and it's gone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at least they got to win against Eleko. Now they're Eleko are in fourth. But obviously, it depends on how those results go. If um, in the Porto game, if they can make it into a spot in the Europa League, but well, time will tell. It's just one of those situations where Milan got a victory, but it's pretty much either dead in the water or their European hopes are alive in the Europa League. So I mean, there's really not a lot to take away from this match. So. Maybe Liverpool will take a foot off the gas and we'll get a, like a draw, but I, I still think it doesn't. I think they'd have to get a draw. And I, again, don't quote me this because I don't know offhand. I think they would have to get a draw in that in that game against Liverpool, and then um, they would need a draw in the Liverpool. Um, sorry, in the Porto Atletico game. I think whoever wins that game is going to get second, because even even if Liverpool play their, their even if they rest Salah and and some of the other guys. It doesn't matter because they're they're sick. Most most anyone who plays regularly for Liverpool is a top player. So so it's gonna be it's gonna be close to impossible for them to qualify. But maybe me saying all this has just jinxed them, and maybe they will be Liverpool. But I, I dialed it. Yeah, and then the final match, which for the very first time, I mean for Inter, it's been ten years, but for me, it's my first ever qualification for the knockout stages in my career as a footballer fan. So, literally, I'm flipping pancakes, but I'm nervous on what the hell's going to happen and who we're going to draw. But at least for now, let me savor this moment. Um, And if you ruin it, you're just going to be as bad as my family and my <laughs> boyfriend who ruined my fun. So, please don't ruin it for me. <laughs> so, I won't. I, but oh. if you draw Bayern, I'm going to be cheering. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, but at least for now, just let me have this moment. But yeah, Inter win 2-0, finally against Shakhtar Dungness, who has been a pain in the ass since the time we played them in the semifinals in the Europa League. First and foremost, freaking about their time. Hey, <laughs> God. Oh, oh. I, I was literally watching this match. Obviously, the first half, Inter have basically the control of the ball, had many great opportunities, but just sucked at finishing. So, and then, of course, Shakhtar had their moments as well with the ball and really put the pressure on Inter's defense. And there were times where Shakhtar could have scored, but even Handanovic was performing at a good level today. I mean, there were some moments where the defense of Inter were not that weren't as tightly knit as they should have been and allowed 
and of course, Handanovich ended up becoming the last line of defense. And there he was, kind of turning, I call it, we call it turning back the clock and having those epic moments. And so it ended up in a, a scoreless first half. So the second half comes along. Um, obviously, Inter get a corner kick opportunity from um, Kalanahu, and it set up Martinez. But unfortunately, that goal was disallowed because of a penalty situation. Obviously, it was a soft penalty, nothing that would yield a yellow card or any card, but just a nice warning saying, hey, don't do this again or I'll, I'm going to screw you up situation. But so uh, unfortunately, then it goes into another situation where I'm going to say Perisic, one of the men of the match, hands down, he set, was the one who set up both Jacko's goals, which were absolutely flawless from Jacko. And Jacko, I mean, obviously he had a rocky start in the first half, but really came around in the second half, especially later on when it mattered the most. And so Inter would eventually get two goal would eventually get two goals from this um match. And obviously it is definitely a good result. And obviously, we had to wait on how Real Madrid did against Sheriff. And obviously, they won that match. So now it's going to come down to the final match where it depends on where we finish. So hopefully, I'm hoping somehow we work a miracle that we're able to win at the Bernabeu, even though it's a tough, a tall order to ask for. But, I mean... For now, I'm just sitting here just excited that I'm finally making it to the knockout stage of the Champions League for the first time in my, as a fan. So, I mean, for me right now, it's just those small little moments that make it worth being an Inter fan right now. Yeah, but the, the point is that you're going to um, no, you're gonna be the knockout No, stage. no, no, no. Don't ruin this for me right now. I'm not, I'm not, what, what I'm saying is the point is, you know, I think Benzema is gonna gonna be up for for the inter game, but but it's it doesn't it doesn't matter though. I mean, it matters to a sense, but even if you get second or even even if you win top of the group, there 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 are top. Remember the Man City group. You're gonna either get not not you necessarily, but someone's gonna get someone that won their group is gonna get either Man City or PSG. So so even if you you win the group, it's it's sometimes it's hard to avoid big teams. Um, and stuff like that. So, you, and you never know what's going to happen in this competition. That's why it's is one of the most exciting competitions in sports. So, but the thing is, it's all going to come down to that last game against uh, Real Madrid. Um, I mean, obviously, Real Madrid is a really good team. They're playing really well. They're doing really well in La Liga. Uh, Benzema, I think, is again, <laughs> stopping that guy is going to be the key. And I don't know if you can stop him necessarily, but. So, but there's a, there's a chance because the first game was actually very close. So, in that in that situation, even if Real Madrid win the win the group, you could end up in a good situation um, with with a result on one of the one of the weaker groups who doesn't have the power. And even if you finish top of the group, you you could end up with someone like uh, Sporting. With I think it would be great. Um, so there's a lot of different things that go into this. But the the main point that I'd like to c- c- come across is 
you're gonna you're going to be in the knockout rounds and enter for Italian football again. I don't believe in the philosophy that because because Roma is Italian and Inter is Italian that I need to cheer for Inter in the knock in the Champions League or Juventus or anybody else. I the only teams I cheer for in the Champions League other than my own is Atlanta or um, um, Milan. Those are the only two teams I genuinely have an affection for outside of my own team. So um, you look at that situation, but, you know, it's good for Italian football that they made it through. Um, and maybe maybe Milan can do the impossible because I would love to see both Milan teams in the knockout rounds. I think that's not going to happen. But the point is, Inter are through. Uh, Jago scores twice. Um, Perisic was great. I thought Darmian was excellent as well. Uh, all, all kind of c- linking up. They get out of the group stage, and we'll see what awaits them, whether it's it's a nice stream through the river or it's, it's you know, a head-to-head with Jaws. <laughs> because, you know, you, we just don't know what's going to happen. Man United are through. Bayern are through. Um, City and PSG are through. Um, but we don't know who's going to win that group yet. Um, but Man United is for, done and Bayern are done. Those two are obviously in. Um but, you, I mean, we just don't know who they're going to be matched up against. It could be the, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the team that nobody wants to play right now. It could be a team like um, Bayern Munich. You know what else it could be? I just thought about this. What if it's Juventus? You know how great that would be? <laughs> two, two legs of the, of the um, Derby d'Italia? Uh, you know, I'll sign up for that right now. <laughs> I'll get the popcorn, even though I'll probably... I'll be one, another one that could be interesting is um, they'd have to win the group in that scenario, I think, because I think Chelsea basically are, are winning that group. Man United could be interesting. Man United against Inter. I think that would be fun. Um, so, again, it's not all... It's not just the worst possible thing on, on planet. It's not just going to be fucking uh, Bayern. It's, again, somebody's getting Bayern. It's just inevitable. I, I would hope. I think you should hope it's not you, <laughs> but you know it's just going to happen. But there, are, the only like honestly, from my point of view, the only teams I would not want to draw in the knockout rounds is Bayern and um, maybe uh, Man City. Liverpool's not an easy one either. Those three are kind of the ones. Chelsea as well. But but the only teams that you should really feel genuinely threatened by or like oh crap we, we might as well just go home now is is basically Bayern Munich Chelsea or City or Liverpool so there's going to be other ones and of those you know that would be difficult but there are other other in the other groups you could end up with with teams that are more winnable but again I would really I think you should really try to win the group um because it is it is plausible um that they could do that and then it makes it makes the playing field a little more interesting so I hope – actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I hope you win the group just so we can see Juventus and Inter together um, or something like that. That would be cool. But there, there are other op- uh, other team, other uh, matchups that would be interesting. But, um, again, we'll just see what happens. I, I, my guess is that they won't – Inter are not going to go to the semifinals or something like that. But, but you never know. And they got through. That's the important thing. And so at the end, that's all that really matters. You know, I wanna I wouldn't actually mind seeing Inter versus Man United, my team against my bastard of an ex's team. 
And Lukaku's old team, too. Yeah, so I would pay to see that one because I want to just see my ex squirm, even though I don't talk to him. I blocked him everywhere because he was an asshole, but, you know, not going to get into that on this episode. That's a story for another episode. You just got it in. (laughs) But I had to get it in there, you know. It's fine. I'll keep that in. I won't cut that. (laughs) Yeah, but it's winnable. And in that that matchup, it is winnable. Again, Man United just got pummeled by by Watford 4-1. They lost 5-0 to Liverpool. They've lost to uh, I mean they're again they lost to young boys. So that's winnable. Again, Ronaldo's again, people get confused. Ronaldo's not been like he's he's been scoring a lot of goals. He's been but he hasn't it's not like he's been like the world world class the best player in the world. But that would be the concern is he's he'll turn up for a game against Inter. He's turning up to all these games. But he's not single-handedly dominating everything because otherwise they wouldn't be losing this. And again, that's Ronaldo's not to blame. Ronaldo's one of the only good things going for Manchester United. But he's he's a goal-scoring machine. He'll 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 find the back of the net. But that would be interesting because of his time in in uh, in Italy, and now he's at Man United. And there are other options. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going through. Um, but um, if if I if I was in your situation, I would want the winner of the Wolfsburg, uh, Sevilla, Lille, and Salzburg group. That that group is the the most winnable matchup, regardless. So if you finish first or second, any of those teams in that group, you you I think you would beat it and get to the quarterfinals. But but again, this is all hypothetical. We don't know who's going to draw who, and we're just going to have to wait and see. Who, uh, who, who, who comes through and who, who you'll be matched up with. Um, all I'm hoping from a mutual point of view is it's, it's, a, it's a good uh, match between uh, whoever you guys face. Because I, I think it's going to be cool to see, see them in the knockout stage, but I also want to see uh, two really good matches um, in the end. That is the most nicest and respectful thing you've said to answer it forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, the thing is, it's better for us, not us in Roma, but us as Italy, if it's not Bayern Munich 11, Inter 1, over two legs. <laughs> it's better if it's a situation where, again, you, unless you've dropped, you're not drawing Napoli, so I'm not going to be cheering for you. But if what I want out of Inter's Champions League is a tough matchup between two teams, that it's going to the wire. Um, and I think that's that's the important thing for me. But obviously, if I'm an Inter fan, I would want whoever is out of that um, out of that Salzburg or Wolfsburg group. because Or sporting. But sporting is tough, too. There's no easy teams in this competition. So, um, at least at, at this stage. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And I can't wait to... Um, to see how everything goes out after they rigged the Ballon d'Or and gave us a mess, even though Robert Lewandowski deserves it. Okay, let's see. Up next, <laughs> we're doing our usual clothing closing stuff. Um, no, let's, let's let's. This has been going on for. A while. Let's just let's just do one um, a topic, and I'm just gonna. You just okay. You just read your top five Serie A teams. You don't have to explain it. I'll just read my top fifteen, and then I have one a closing topic. Um, but I want to. I, I have a very specific side I want to take to pick. Um, just so you know, so I'll, I'll I'll give you the the one I don't want. Okay, so 
mine are you, Roma, Fiorentina, Atalanta, Inter. All right, mine are Chelsea, Bayern, Liverpool, Man City, Real Madrid, Atlanta, Dortmund, Milan, Inter, uh, Ajax, Real Sociedad, Sevilla, Union Berlin, West Ham, and Real Betis. All right. Player of the week. Um, uh, 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 um, um, <laughs> I'm just going to go Robert Lewandowski. That goal in the Champions League night uh, the other day was sick. Um, My player of the week will be Eden Jacko. He's really stepped up, and especially in today's match against Shakhtar, he's just been one of those players that it has been just knocking goals back for Inter for the, from for over the past few matches. So I'm going to give it to him. All right. So <laughs> this topic is something I thought about last night when I was writing an article. Let's, so let's just, let's just publicly acknowledge this before we get into this. True, true, true. Do you believe, okay. Do you think that, um, obviously, do you believe that Papu Gomez is Alanto's greatest ever player? Are, are we in agreement? Papu Gomez? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I believe he still is. However, I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make an argument that Zabata will overtake him, and then you have to make an argument that basically why that why Papu Gomez will always be Uno number one. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to go first, or you want me to? Man, no matter what I say, you're always pick my argument in the ass. So what's the point? <laughs> so it's like, no matter what I say, come on, man, let's get this story straight. This always happens. The Glock, actually, no. To be fair, that the the, uh, the Glockbach one was 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 rock solid. That was a really good argument. The Bastoni one was not good. <laughs> I mean, uh, usually, like. It's very rare that I'll actually get a decent argument. It's no, and, been determined. and um, um, the Mourinho argument was good as well. That was actually really that was, that was probably the best one. But you, you, even though I believe that that's so wrong, but the argument itself was 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 um, was really was really uh, strong on that one too. So your oh. arguments. So this is how I this is how I say it from my perspective. I think all your arguments are very strong, other than best twenty one. You just happen to be always wrong. <laughs> but that, just, but I can't work shit. But the, this the thing that's the, this the, this debate is it's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about presenting the best possible argument. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it does my work what, <laughs> All right. Um, um, fine, I'll go first. Even uh, I all right. Do, do you need? To, I can give you some uh, uh, sprinkles if you want to I help you. To, you go first, so I can kind of like get my self thoughts together. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna give Papu Gomez credit at the beginning, just so, so you can steal some of my stuff. <laughs> all right. So all right. So we can go on a really long time, but but we'll 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 end it here. Um. So, 
I acknowledge that Papu Gomez at the current time today is the greatest Alonso player of all time. I think at this point, he's probably the most influential in the club history and all that stuff. Right. Um, and as far as numbers, as far as a leader uh, for Alanta, he's someone they needed at the time. And he was there before Gasparini arrived and really kind of went into his own before that. And then Gasparini comes in and then he goes to another level, becomes one of the best uh, midfielders in, in, in the world, was a world-class player for about six, eight years before leaving Spain. Um, a great goal scorer, great, um, great at supplying for teammates. Um He's he will always be an icon in that city because because of the time that he came into the Atlanta team and when he was starting to do it. Right. So I acknowledge everything that's been said and everything that exists with the, the people of Atlanta, with everything that has to do with Papa, with Papa Gomez being as 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 dynamic and amazing as he is. However, and I, and I don't think this is actually being discussed. Zabata already is I think in that conversation, again, it would have to, so, it, something would need to happen, something massive would need to happen for him to overtake them or more consistency, obviously that stuff. Um, but the thing is, the thing that separates this for me, and, and again, I think that Papu Gomez is currently, but I think Zabata will overtake him, and here's why. Uh, Zabata, in, in uh, his Alanta career, he's been there for four years, he has 75 goals. There's only one player in the history of Alonso who has more goals than him. He's played about half as many games as as the top scorer who is at a, has 112. He will not hold on to that record. If Zabata stays in Atlanta, he will get to 112 before his tenure there is over. You have to think about when he came into Alonso from Napoli, who he'd been a journeyman, comes into with, with Gasparini. And Gomez, obviously, is a big part of that as well. He, um, he scores 28 goals his first season. He scored against every big team in the top six. He th That year, Ronaldo was named player of the season. He was Ronaldo was outstanding that year. He wasn't better than Zabata. Zabata was just magical that year. Next year, injured, got, got, had some injuries. Still, still had 19 goals, seven assists that season. Last year, got, had some injuries, 19 goals again. He just continues to show up on the big stages in the big moments. He'll never be the leader of Papu Gomez, but Zabata has come up. He has scored in both games against Man United. He scored against Young Boys and. In this in this current season, he's he is the reason that Atlanta are dictating things, and he is the reason large a, a large point about about everything that that Atlanta are doing and how they got back on crack. Because remember, the first few weeks they were crap, and then all of a sudden, start something started to turn. Zabata got into those uh, got into his way and became something. He's one of the he, by the time he's done, he'll probably be one of the best strikers, at least in the top fifteen, top twenty five. Um, in Italian football history, uh, Papu Gomez went to Sevilla. Zabata stayed. And remember, before he had left, they'd gone to a Copa Italia final. Zabata's there by, not by himself, but with, with his team, but he's the main guy now. Gets them to another Copa Italia final that they probably could have won, uh, and so on and so forth. So I think Zabata, historically, if you look at the trajectory he's going on, it's an, I think it's just inevitable that he will pass him up to be um, Gomez, to be, to be the, the greatest ever over Gomez. Now, Gomez and Zabata together, and this is in pitting each other against one another, but G Gomez and Zabata will always be iconic for the, what the, 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 the amazing run of Atlanta as it continues to be. 
by the time it's over, they should, I don't think they should have individual statues. I want a statue of those two together. So this isn't to say that Gomez isn't great because he's, he's probably the biggest icon that the club will ever have. But I think by the time it's over, Zapata will be the best player in the history of Atlanta. Like, how the fuck do I come back from that? Jesus. Um, you, can, you can just just take parts of what I said at the beginning and, and just put your own spin on it, I guess. I mean, you granted, based on the trajectory of Juvan Zapata, he could have the potential to overtake Papu Gomez. But obviously, the downside is that Papu Gomez, no matter what, was always the leader of it. Atalanta. Um, obviously, not only was he capable of goal scoring, he was, I guess I call him the well-rounded player. He basically played multiple roles while sticking to his main position. So he played, sometimes he was the facilitator assisting, with, helping with assists. Um, not only was he a goal scorer himself, but he also played a defensive role whatever the case was required. So, I mean, yes, Zapata is good at facilitating goal scoring, but he just doesn't have those well-rounded capabilities. And overall, Zapata, uh, I mean, Gomez was more of a leader and he was really more vocal with the team on what he needed them to do, where Zapata, while he may talk from time to time, but he isn't as like aggressive with that. So I think overall, yes, Zavata may overtake him, but nothing can replace the like records and what um, Gomez has done for the club. You might have got so, me on that one, to be honest. <laughs> so what did you say? You might have got me on that one. So hmm, interesting. Not, I, I mean, my... My mine had to do a lot with history and um, and the whole trajectory of all that stuff and some of the stuff I brought up. But you, again, I, I, I'm not saying that that you you beat me on that one, but you might have because the thing that you mentioned in that is the leadership abilities. You, you talked about the leader and and the the uh, against like you said the well roundedness of the, of of Gomez and. When it comes to the leadership stuff and maybe, you know, again, Gasparini plays an attacking style, but he played that style other places and didn't thrive. It, it's only started thriving when, when the Papu Gomez rolled up. So the fact that his impact on what Alonso will become and his impact on the city, he's probably, he's probably would be better. Um, how do I put this? He's probably will be more uh, well-known and will be more iconic in, in the time period than Zabata was. Uh, but I, I, again, I still think Zabata could end up as a better player. But as far as uh, impact and the connection with, with the city, even though his, his departure was, was a little uh, edgy. Um, so I, I really like that first bit about the leadership and, the, and the, obviously the versatility of some of it. That, that was well done. Thank you. I have my moments, like I said. <laughs> I'm like Ronaldo. I'm like Ronaldo in this podcast. I may not have world class episodes, but I have world class moments within the episode. So, but anyway, with that being said, thanks for listening to another edition of the Couch Shows Unplugged, and we'll see you all on the next one.